Avenger. The road to crime ends in a trap that justice sets. Crime does not pay. Avenger, sworn enemy of evil, is actually Jim Brandon, a famous biochemist. Through his numerous scientific experiments, Brandon has perfected two inventions to aid him in his crusade against crime as the Avenger. The telepathic indicator by which he is able to pick up thought flashes and the secret diffusion capsule, which cloaks him in the black light of invisibility. Brandon's assistant, the beautiful Fern Collier, is the only one who shares his secrets and knows that he is the man the underworld fears as the Avenger. And now, The Avenger and the Melody of Murder. Hawkins! Hawkins! Yes, Mrs. Carlton? Go into the music room and see how much longer that piano tuner is going to take. Oh, that infernal noise is getting on my nerves. Yes, madam. Oh, uh, Hawkins. Has Mr. Carlton come in yet? Uh, not yet, Mrs. Carlton. Well, the moment he comes in, tell him that I wish to see him. I shall be waiting here in the library. Now, see if you can get rid of that piano tuner. Yes, Mrs. Carlton. told me you wanted to see me, Rena. Oh, uh, yes, George. I'd like to talk to you. Oh, uh, say, who's at that piano? The piano tuner. He should be finished any moment now. Well, I'll close that music room door. That racket's off. Uh, no, leave it open, George. There are a lot of valuables in there, and the servants are busy in the back of the house. Well, all right. <sighs> well, to get down to business, George. Yes? Were you able to persuade those partners of yours to lend you enough money to see you through? No, Rena. Burlingame and Redford both refused to help me. They're trying to squeeze you out, George. I always knew they would. I told you from the beginning that they were just using you. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I won't let them get away with this, Rena. You know, I've put everything we had into that firm. But where in the world are you going to get the money to cover up your end of the losses? There's only one way. I... 
hate to ask you to do it, Rena, but... Well, you'll just have to sell your jewels. My jewels? Rena, it's no. our only chance to salvage no, anything. No, George. I will not let you have those jewels. I, they're all I have left. I won't allow you to sink them in a bad investment. I don't think you understand just how desperate this situation is. I understand, all right. I warned you from the beginning about Redford and Burlingame. Why, they're no better than common swindlers. I'm tired of their shady deals and million-dollar schemes. Well, you seem to like them well enough when the money was rolling in. And now, suddenly, just because they happen to guess wrong on a few investments... A by... few investments that were big enough to ruin us. We can still pull through. If, if you'll just be sensible, Rena. Let me raise a loan on your jewels and then... I can... told you that I won't let you touch those jewels. I've got to have them. If you won't lend them to me, then, Rena, I'm afraid I'll just have to take them. George! George, you can't mean that. There's no other way, Rena. There has to be another way. I'm not going to let you make paupers of your wife and children. I tell you, I won't stand by and watch you. Rena. Oh, you... You shouldn't have... Oh, Rena. George! George, what happened? Hawkins! Hawkins, help! George! What's the matter, Mrs. Carlton? It's my husband. He's been shot. Get a doctor, Hawkins, quickly! Let, let me see. No use to get a doctor, madam. I think I'd better call the police. The police? Yes, from the look of the revolver on the floor. This was either suicide or murder. Dear, it was good of you to come. Mrs. Carlton, I brought a friend of mine to help you. This is Jim Brandon, Mrs. Carlton. Mr. Brandon. Mr. Brandon, I am innocent. But we can never prove it. The, 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 the gun, everything... Mrs. Carlton, Fern has known you and your family for a long time, and she believes you're innocent. If you are, we'll find a way to prove it. But how? Why, the evidence is all against me, Mr. Brandon. Why, sometimes I, I, I sit here in this cell and wonder if... if I could have fired that gun without knowing or, or, or remembering anything about it, I... I oh, of course you just... didn't. Suppose you tell Jim exactly what happened and let him handle everything for you. Yes, Mrs. Carlton. Tell me the truth. That is one weapon that is stronger than any kind of evidence. Yes. Well, where shall I begin, Mr. Brandon? First of all... Hawkins, your butler, testified that you and your husband were quarreling just prior to the shooting. Yes. Yes, that's true, Mr. Brandon. We were quarreling violently over money. My husband's firm had made a bad investment. His, uh, his two partners, Martin Burlingame and Paul Redford, they'd been able to cover their losses. But my husband hadn't been able... In other words, your husband would be forced out of the firm unless he could put up his share of the losses. Yes. Yes, that's right, Mr. Brandon. No. About the shooting and the gun. Give me the details on that. Well, the... You see, the truth sounds impossible and stupid. I can't expect you to believe me. We want to believe you, Mrs. Carton. Tell us what happened. Well, you see... All of a sudden, a shot rang out and... George sank to the floor. I ran to him and called for Hawkins, but... Nothing could be done. My... 
Then Hawkins noticed the gun on the floor. Yes. I can't understand where the gun came from or, or how. All I know is that suddenly it was there. A set of your fingerprints were on that gun, Mrs. Carlton. Yes, I know. You see, I did a very foolish thing. I, I picked it up to examine it. I, I, I guess I couldn't believe my eyes. Where was Hawkins when you picked up the gun? He says he didn't see you do it. Hawkins was telephoning the police, I think. I... Oh, Mr. Brandon, I don't know. Everything became so confused. Mrs. Carlton, we might as well face the fact that your fingerprints on that gun are conclusive evidence as far as the police are concerned. I know, Mr. Brandon. Naturally, they believe that single set of prints was made when you fired the gun, not when you picked up the gun to examine it. If only Hawkins had seen me pick up the gun after Uh, the shooting. But he didn't. So we only have your word for it. I know. I know I can't expect them to believe me. I... But I'm telling you the truth, Mr. Brandon. I swear it. I Oh, Mrs. Carlton, please. You've got to be strong so you can help us prove you're innocent. I'm sorry. Of course, Brandon. Mrs. Carlton, think carefully now. Could anyone have been hidden in that room? No. No, Mr. Brandon, I'm certain of that. There was no one there but George and me. The piano tuner was in the next Uh, room. The piano tuner? Yes, I remember hearing him drumming on the piano just as the shot was fired. So he couldn't have done it. What happened to that piano tuner? Why, I I don't know. Why, I suppose he was frightened by the shot and just left. Well, who was he? I'd like to question him. I don't know that either, Mr. Brandon. He, He said that when he arrived that my husband had hired him. And George was quite a good musician. Thank you, Mrs. Carlton. That will be all for now. Tell me frankly, Mr. Brandon. Do you believe the story I've just told you? Yes, I believe you, Mrs. Carlton. I've learned that crime is often quite fantastic in its effort to outrun the law. But can you help me, Mr. Brandon? I'll do everything I can. Don't worry, Mrs. Carlton. You're in good hands now. Jim doesn't believe that perfect crime exists. Yes, Mr. Brandon, Carlton's death was a great shock to Mr. Redford and me. Upset our business plans completely. Mr. Burlingame, let's stick to the facts. You and Redford knew Carlton was broke, and you were trying to squeeze him out. His murder made that easy for you. Now, look here, Brandon, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to get at the truth of Carlton's murder. Well, the police are convinced that Mrs. Carlton shot her husband. Not so fast, Burlingame. The state still has to prove that. Mr. Brandon and I think Mrs. Carlton is innocent. Well, Miss Collier, I'm only repeating what the newspapers say. Excuse me. Say, can't you install that news ticker without making so much noise? Okay, I'm almost finished. What did you say that man's installing? A news ticker machine. Redford must have ordered it. I didn't know anything about it until this workman came barging in here with it. Mr. Redford must like his news hot off the wires. Just another of his crazy ideas, Miss Collier. Okay, mister. The machine's ready for use now. How do you turn it on? You just turn that control knob on the right. Oh, thank you. When you hear the gong, that means that a big news flash is coming. I'll leave you here to try it out. Well, excuse me a minute, Brandon. I'll turn on this machine and get the news. Since Redford's gone to all this expense, we might as well use the thing. Jim, this interview's a failure. We haven't learned a thing from Burlingame. We haven't finished with him yet, Fern. An important news flash is coming over. Burlingame, get back. There's a bomb in there. Fern, under the desk, quick! Burlingame! Burlingame! 
get here to Redford's apartment in time. He's gone. From the condition of this apartment, he certainly left in a hurry, Jim. I'm certain Redford is our man. He must have killed Cotton in Burlingame, and now he's hiding out somewhere. Well, since we're here, we might as well have a look around and... Let's see, I'll take the closet, you take the desk, Fern. Okay. But you don't sound as if you expect to find anything here, Jim. Well, I was hoping to find Redford. Gosh, it was a lucky thing for Mrs. Carlton. She was in jail when Burlingame was killed. Yes, that's got the inspector baffled because even he has to admit there must be some connection between the two deaths. Find anything, Fern? Not a thing here, Jim. We might as well go to headquarters and report Redford's disappearance. Jim, how did you know that explosion was going to happen in Burlingame's office? Just after that third gong sounded, I heard a very light click. I wasn't certain it was a bomb, but it was no time to take a chance. It's a lucky thing for us we were on the other side of the room and had time to duck under the desk. Jim, do you think we should answer Redford's phone? By all means. Here, I'll take it. Hello? Redford, if you don't want to hang for murder, meet me in front of the check room at the central bus terminal at 4 o'clock. Who is this? Meet me at 4 o'clock, that's all. Hello? 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 Ah, he hung up. Who was it, Jim? I don't know, but I'm beginning to smell a rat, Fern. What do you mean? If Redford is guilty, he has an accomplice. If he isn't guilty, someone is trying to frame him. Or, of course, that call could have been meant for the very man who received it. You think it might have been meant for you, Jim? Could be, Fern. Well, what's our next step? I'm going to the central bus terminal to keep a very interesting appointment for Mr. Redford. Avenger and the Melody of Murder. Jim, this bus terminal's practically deserted. Business can't be very good. Don't let appearances fool you, Fern. I had Inspector White order the place cleared. The men around here are all plainclothesmen. Oh. Anything may happen here in the next five minutes, Fern. 
I'm not taking any chances on innocent bystanders getting involved. Nice work, Jim. Now, Fern, I want you to wait in that music shop over there in the arcade. You'll be safe there and still able to keep a sharp lookout on the check room. Jim, I'm afraid for you. Don't go through with this. It's too dangerous. I must keep this appointment, Fern. It's our only chance of cracking this case and stopping these murders. Oh, but Jim... Now run along. It's almost time. Our man of mystery may appear at any moment. Okay, Jim. Good luck. Keep a sharp watch now. I will, Jim. Oh, good afternoon, miss. What can I do for you? Why, I'd like to look at one of your record catalogs, please. Oh, certainly. We have all the latest records. I'll be glad to play any of them you like. Thank you. I'll look through the list first. Clerk. Huh? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Did you find what you wanted? Yes, I'd like to listen to this record, this Concerto Penseroso. Of course, sir. I'll, I'll play it for you. Make it a little louder, please. Yes, sir. Why, that's the workman who was in Burlingame's office. I'd better call Jim. Jim! Jim, come here, quick! Get out of my way, miss! Jim, are you all right? I'm okay, Fern. Hurry, then. There goes our man. He's getting away. Through the arcade, Jim, that way. Well, what happened, miss? Where was that explosion? There in the check room. Look, the whole place is a shambles. See, I should say so. I'd better go and see if anyone was hurt. He got away, Fern. Not a sign of him anywhere. It was the workman that installed the ticker in Burlingame's office, Jim. Fern, get that record off the machine. Yes, Jim. And bring it along. Why do you need the record, Jim? That concerto is a melody of murder. Proves it, Fern. Jim, nobody touched that gun. What caused it to go off? The vibrations of that chord I struck upon the piano. They released the hair trigger of that gun. That was the strangest thing I ever saw, Jim. You just placed that gun on the shelf between two rows of books, and all of a sudden it went off and fell to the floor. Our killer posed as a piano tuner and used that ingenious method to kill Carlton. But that bomb in the news ticker machine, Jim, was it set off by vibrations, too? Yes, Fern. The slight movement caused by the vibrations of the gong released the delicate hairspring pin of the grenade planted inside the machine. That's how the explosion occurred. And the same thing happened at the bus terminal. The criminal left a bag containing the grenade in the check room. Then went into that music shop in the arcade and at four o'clock had a certain record played. Exactly. Now, let's add up the facts we know. That man in the music shop could be working for Redford. Now, if he isn't, then Redford is his next logical victim. Also, he's very anxious to get me off the case. I'm anxious to get you off this case, too, Jim. It's fantastic and horrible. Every time I hear music, I'll be afraid for our lives. Oh, we can't give up now, Fern. We know what the criminal looks like and how the murders were committed. Those facts are bound to lead us somewhere. Well, before we start chasing down any more clues, I'll have to change my shoes. When that criminal ran out of the music shop, he 
stepped on my foot. Look at this big mark on the toe of my shoe. Fern, give me that shoe. That dirt mark is evidence. Evidence? Yes, a laboratory test of that dirt may tell us exactly where to find the murderer. Here it is, Fern. This is what I've been looking for. What is it, Jim? Look. In these books Mrs. Carlton turned over to me, there's a record of a farm the firm of Carlton, Burlingame, and Redford bought about five years ago. Why is that important, Jim? Because that farm proved to be a very good investment. Shortly after it was purchased, it was found to be rich in bauxite. I still don't get it. That dirt I analyzed from your shoe contained bauxite. Oh? Who owned the farm? Chester Moreland. But it seems to me old Morland died about a year ago. Doesn't this put Redford on the spot, Jim? It shows how much he had to gain by the death of his two partners. Yes, but it could mean something else entirely. Fern, get your things. We're going for a drive. I think we should have brought the inspector and some of his men along. I have a feeling we're going to run into trouble out here. Well, the inspector wasn't at headquarters, Fern. I left word for him to join us in half an hour. Anyway, there's always a chance that this may turn out to be a wild goose chase. Oh, I hope not. Oh, here's the road where we turn in. There. Well, that's the old Morland house up there ahead. It looks deserted, Jim. Yeah, probably hasn't been lived in since Carlton's firm took over the farm. Why are you parking so far away from the house, Jim? Fern, I want you to wait here in the car. Oh, Jim. Listen, Fern. Somebody's playing the piano in there. Yes. I guess this is the place you're looking for, all right. Jim. Yes, Fern? Let's arrange some sort of signal in case anything goes wrong in there. Okay. If I want you, I'll play... A small flower rondelet on the piano. And I'll come running, Jim. Don't be frightened, Fern. I think everything will be all right. I'm going in there as the Avenger. Well, Uncle, your day of vengeance is at hand. I, Curtis Moreland, have kept my promise to you. Even though you are dead. Uncle, your last enemy dies today. And we'll have our farm back. Carlton, Burlingame, and Redford. Ah. <laughs> they were no match for me, Uncle. I've murdered two of them. And Redford dies within the hour. All with my music, Uncle. The music that you taught me. Curtis Morland. Who's there? Who called my name? It's the Avenger, Morland. The Avenger? Where? I can't see you. Get away from that piano, Morland. The Avenger knows your secret. There's a discord of death in the music you yes, play. Yes, there's death in it. Death and vengeance. 
And the music won't stop until all three of them are dead. Where is Redford? In a few minutes, Redford will die. Nothing can save him. Not even you. Where is he? I have but to strike a certain chord. And he will be blown into a thousand pieces. Morland, nothing can be gained by murder. Spare Redford. No, Avenger. He's doomed just like the others. But I would torture him a little first. I'll have him listen to the dirge of doom before I strike the final chord. What are you doing, Avenger? Get away from this piano. No hand but mine must touch these keys. Stop it, I say, stop it! A simple rondelet can break the spell of your vibrations, Morland. What is it, Avenger? How can I help you? Young lady, Redford is in this house. Find him and get him out. Hurry. Yes, I'll find him, Avenger. I've made a promise to a dead man, and I must keep it. I can still outwit you. There is another piano in this house. And even if it means that I must die, I'll strike the proper chord on it. Then, Avenger, you'll see a whole wing of this house explode and collapse into a deserted mine shaft. Morland, come back. Morland. I can hear you, Fern. I'm coming in a moment. I saw the whole wing of that house collapse. I never thought I'd see you alive again. Morland locked the door after him, Fern. Otherwise, I would have tried to save him. 
Well, it's nice to be back here safely in the laboratory, Jim. I hope we never have another case like this. My nerves won't stand it. <laughs> we'll do some routine work on the telepathic indicator for a few days and give you a chance to get back to normal, Fern. Well, now to bring your notes up to date on this case, Jim, what shall I list for the motive of Curtis Morland's crimes? Revenge, Fern. That farm had belonged to Curtis's uncle and would have fallen to Curtis at the old man's death. But Carlton and his partners discovered a very rich deposit of bauxite there and persuaded old Morland to sell the farm. It drove young Curtis mad to watch those partners get rich at his uncle's expense. And when the old man died, Curtis vowed to get even and reclaim his heritage. Well, we saved Redford anyway. He's promised to face the music and see that Mrs. Carlton gets her husband's share of the business. Which is just about where we came in on this. Yes. What's that? <laughs> take, take it easy, Fern. It's only the piano tuner. We ruined the tone of my piano with those vibration experiments. So I decided to have it tuned. Oh, Jim... I don't think I'll ever be able to enjoy piano music again. All characters, names, places, and plots used in the Avenger program are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This is a thought. A thought. A thought. Remember, listen for another adventure of... The Avenger. <laughs> <laughs>